Hey, this is Mark A. Altman from Inglorious Trexperts. And if you like our show, Inglorious Trexperts, you'll love Disco Nights with host Chase Masterson and special guests every week. All new episodes premiere every Thursday night wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, this is not Gene Roddenberry, but uh, if I was around, I would definitely be listening to Inglorious Trexperts, the new podcast from the people who brought you the 430 movie. Check it out, 430movie.com. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and if you're a fan of the only gentleman secret agent with a license to kill and thrill, you should pick up my new James Bond oral history, Nobody Does It Better, available now in hardcover, audio, and digital, wherever books are sold. Do you expect me to read? No, I expect you to buy it. This is Mark A. Altman, and this week, the 4.30 movie goes bananas with Monkey Business Week. This is amazing. Can you believe it? This is, now, I know Whoa. what you're thinking. What, what, is that, what does any of that mean? What does it mean? It means we're, means we're scraping the bottle of that, bottom of that barrel of monkeys. Oh, uh, yeah. well, there's well, certainly it, no lack of energy this week, that's for sure. Wow. Holy cow. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So uh, it's very... <laughs> It's very, uh, it's very exciting because, of course, as we all know, um, uh, movies about monkeys are, are are some of the most beloved. What? No, they're not. Uh, what? <laughs> but uh, you know, it'll be it'll be really interesting because at first you think monkey movies. There, there are not that many monkey, but you'd be surprised. There are a lot of monkey movies out there. A lot for some reason, you know. I mean, we could do Dog Canine Week. You know, uh, Fourth Day movie gets a bone week. And uh, and we get to that turn would be an unfortunate, uh, unfortunate. <laughs> and it's all the porn parody week on the four thirty. <laughs> and 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 there would be a lot of movies about dogs, but there, improbably, almost just as many, if not more, movies about monkeys. <laughs> just they, for the they work of, for cheap. They work for cheap. That's why. Just for the sake of easy there. You're making a monkey out of yourself is what you're doing. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, well, you know, it's, it's like the title of this episode, The One Where Mark Died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just <clears throat> for the sake of uh, for the sake of our glossary of terms, let's make it clear when we refer to monkeys, it could be chimpanzees. It could be orangutans. It could be uh, any kind of monkey. Macaque. It doesn't have to be. It could be McClunky. We don't know. So, um, but, but so so it could be not, We're, we're not going to narrow it down and say, oh, but you know, is a a chimpanzee or an orangutan? No, it's it's any kind of monkey. You're not going to make a monkey at us. Any simian so, life, apes or monkeys or that kind of stuff. But you not, know, it's not like crocodiles not, and alligators. Not their closest relative. The human being. Mm, exactly. <laughs> I think and, you that know, all depends like, on how you can, how you can wangle into it. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're not going to be able to do like a movie about the Scopes trial, you know, and wiggle out, you know, that way or something like that. Um, and, although there is that great Spencer Tracy movie. Oh, shit, I was, was going to, I was going to pick Twelve Monkeys. 
Oh, well, that, uh, to continue okay. my Terry Gilliam streak. Okay, well, Are there monkeys I'm, just, in the I'm movie? just saying no. I can't do this. Just the title. Logo. Okay, then no, uh, it's not, no. <laughs> okay, anyway, but before we do anything, I want to tell you, our, our dedicated listeners, that we are so excited that we now have an Instagram page for the 430 movie. You know, as you know, you could follow us on Facebook and on uh, Twitter, but Instagram really seems to be the, the place to be uh, for a 430 uh, movie. Um, um, you know, obviously it, it highlights visuals. And so unlike the president of the United States, you will be able to find us on Instagram and we're very excited about it. And, um, you, we hope you'll check us out, and it is at the 4:30 movie, no apostrophe, however, because so it's the. So I'd be, I guess it'd be 430 would be right. Yes. You mean colon? Or, yes. No. I mean we've had a. Did I say yes? No colon. No, colon. So it'd be the 430 movie, um, and then you can follow us, and uh, we'll be printing. Um, there'll be photos from that day's movies. There'll be uh, a different um, cinematic ephemera, pop culture photos, all kinds of great stuff. So we're very appreciative to one of our listeners, uh, Patrick Macias uh, in Japan, who uh, offered to do this and, and will be keeping up and curating the site, uh, which is which is really should be really fun. So keep That's an eye out for that uh, at, on Instagram for the 430 movie. And before, um, before we get uh, into uh, anything for this week, I just want to uh, make uh, an addendum to uh, last week's episode when I was talking about Hans Christian Andersen. Um, I got the uh, director completely wrong. I said that it was King Vidor who directed it. It is not. It is Charles Vidor, who is oh, no, that, yeah. no, no relation, relation nope. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Charles, Charles Vidor was uh, from Europe, and yeah. King Vidor was from the United States. Well, you so, know what Charles Vidor did, which is one of my favorite movies of all time? Not Hans, Hans Christian Andersen, right. uh, but um, Gilda. Charles yeah, Vidor directed Gilda, oh. which I just think is a, a, one of the great movies of all time. A fabulous film noir with Glenn Ford and uh, the luminous Rita Hayworth. Yes. So we all know Charles Vidor here. Um, and, you know, look, uh, um, uh, I'm glad you you uh, you pointed out the difference because obviously two very different directors, as are Curtis Hansen and Colin Higgins. <laughs> well, you know, we mostly go off the cuff on here. So that's the that's yeah. part of the joy and part of the danger of yeah. doing that. So those of us not Sometimes named say wrong those stuff. of us not named Steve Melching walk a, a type a tightrope <laughs> and we're always in danger of falling off or going like this, right? But but Steve, he he doesn't walk that tightrope. He flies. He's steadfast. He, he, he has a jetpack. And so he's he is never prepared. in danger of falling. He comes prepared. You know, he's that kid in school that all the other kids look and say, Oh man. He did the homework. He's been working on this. He did all He's the research. He's the one that throws off the damn curve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but that makes us cool in a way because we're Indiana Jones and we're just making this up as we go. So, uh, which is ironic because Steve is actually the guy who usually dresses up as Indiana Jones. <laughs> That's right. It's aspirational, man. <laughs> it's aspirational. <laughs> but I, I, you know, and I have a lot of respect for Steve for doing that. I'm glad that he takes the show. Uh, so seriously, uh, me too. I, I, I gave him a job once. <laughs> he's so goddamn prepared. It's like somebody needs to know what they're talking about, and it ain't and yet, gonna be me. And yet, I still always feel ill prepared. 
think that's the best uh, part. You, you always come to the table just with you know all these wonderful facts and figures, and it's a glorious, a glorious thing. He Although it's funny because with reams, I'll uh, leave you know the, the, the funny thing about Steve though is if Steve if Steve didn't come prepared, he would still be just as articulate and informed without having done that research. That's true. I, I, that's yeah. right. I, I'm always worried I'm not going to have enough to talk about. Like, like the show is like, oh my god, how are we going to fill an hour? of this show and then we always end up going over an hour yeah, so way over <laughs> we, we you know we don't do it in the studio because in the booth they're always waving their arms and there's this giant clock right that's counting down uh, you know but that reminded on, me to start my clock so i could keep track <laughs> but on zoom we're all like eh, whatever this did, is what time did we talking. start do we start 12 past 20 past <laughs> and, uh, i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um we're doing uh four three movies goes bananas monkey business and uh, very exciting week full of uh, eight, eight movies. Dramatic so pause. You have to take a drink. <laughs> so exciting. I'm going to take a drink before I finish well, my show. I really, I, you know what? If I'm going to die during one of these podcasts, I really don't want it to be during ape week. You know, it's like I, I, they're better weeks for me to, you know, choke and asphyxiate. And, you know, I, I just I just didn't want it to be that. I don't want to be remembered because then when Variety or Hollywood Reporter, you know, does something that says, oh, Mark Altman, writer, producer, podcaster, passed away, um, uh, choked to death on his own vomit or whatever they say. Um, I, I they, you know, I don't want it to be while recording monkey week. You know, I want the show to benefit from that little bit of publicity. You can't so, really you, know, I, uh, you can't really dust for vomit. <laughs> I'd like it to be like, you know, you know, died on, you know, doing well recording Scorsese week or Woody Allen week or, or, or Elvis you know, week. Uh, Humphrey Bogart week or something. There's yeah, only Elvis. one way to die during Elvis week. That's right. And that's on the, you know, on the, on or the eight, toilet. Yes. Or eight million ways to die week. You know, but, uh, <laughs> I think it, it would have to be Woody Allen week and it would be right as we're starting the show. You, you're finally getting to do Woody Allen week. And then in a cruel <laughs> irony. You would keel over. No, because I could always count on Ashley to come through for me now. Yeah. Now, now, now that I know I could, I can trust Ashley to carry the carry that burden. You're young. Be like, you know, it's like Moses never got to go into the promised land. He died before he was able to, to enter <laughs> the land of Canaan. So, but but he got to see the Israelites, you know, sort of go on. So it's like I, I could sort of watch you guys, knowing that it you were going to carry the show forward. In good like, you accomplished something. You got me to love Annie Hall. Exactly. So my job here is done. Thank you, gentlemen. Enjoy Monkey Week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so so we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do let's do this thing of ours. Uh, and of course, uh, what we do is we curate a fantasy theme week of classic films in the tradition of the great four thirty movie. And as always, we start on Monday with Steve Melching, who's gonna tell us what we'll be watching on Monday on. 4.30 movie goes bananas. Not to be confused with Herbie week. <laughs> um, yeah, this was uh, when we decided on this topic, I, I approached it with a lot of trepidation because I'll be honest with you. I don't really like monkeys. I never did. They just kind of weird me out, man. They're just a little too human. The way they like look at you and like, masturbate in public and I, I don't know, throw feces. Um, monkey movies never really appealed to me as a, as a viewer. Um, okay, so we'll do Jeffrey Tubin week instead. Harvey <laughs> <laughs> Weinstein week. Uh, yeah. yeah so, um, so I, you know, I, I was looking, looking at 
what movies I might be able to talk about. And I realized I hadn't seen a lot of them. I, I'll be surprised if I have seen all the movies that we discussed this week, because mm -hmm. monkeys, they're just not my bag, baby. But uh, even though I did talk about King Kong uh, uh, earlier, uh, last season, I think, when we did mm -hmm. Adventure Week, uh, King Kong is, is amazing. So, um, but I did settle on a pick and it's a movie that I saw on an afternoon movie show, much like the 430 movie, when I was in elementary school. And it stuck with me all these years. And I revisited it the other night. And uh, it was even better than I remembered it being. It was, it was a hoot. And it's a movie that is a sequel to not just one movie, but two movie franchises. Ooh. So this movie goes out. Uh, you know what? I'm going to dedicate it to our new Instagram webmaster, Patrick in Japan because this movie comes from Japan and of course I'm talking about King Kong versus Godzilla the great Godzilla blazing a trail of terror to his Japanese homeland Captain water in the conning tower Godzilla roaring defiance to the only enemy on earth strong enough to challenge him Uncomfortable King Kong, giant gorilla god of this South Seas paradise, where sensuous maidens offer themselves in ritual sacrifice to his brute embrace. Oh, nice. And no, this nice. is a movie that uh, came out in 1963. It was a, a sequel, of course, to Godzilla, uh, directed by the same director, uh, uh, Ishiro Honda, uh, and uh, had the same uh, visual effects uh, artist. Um, oh gosh, I'd written his name down. Where the heck is it? Um, oh, Aiji Tsuburaya. I'm sure I massacred that name. But uh, so th <laughs> this, after they made the first Godzilla movie in Japan, they, they began the sort of the kaiju movement and they made some other giant monster movies like Rodan. And then they decided to make another Godzilla movie. And meanwhile, in America, there was a desire to do a sequel to King Kong. And Willis O'Brien was developing a sequel called King Kong versus Frankenstein. Mm. And, and uh, which sounds insane. Um, and <laughs> so- I wonder who would win. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like Bambi versus Being Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> so behind uh, Willis O'Brien's back, RKO tells the rights to uh, these Japanese filmmakers to put it in a Godzilla movie. And Willis O'Brien was appalled. How dare they ruin this beautiful creation by making him fight Godzilla because Frankenstein would have been so much better. But uh, <laughs> this is a movie that, that follows that kind of typical formula where you've got uh, it's it's crazy. It's it's a satire. If if you've seen this movie, it's it's a satire of television and product endorsements. There's this company in Japan that is both a television network and a pharmaceutical company, and they want to do a big publicity stunt. And they hear about this island where there are these berries that make animals grow huge. So they're going to go to this island, which is I'll we'll call it not Skull Island, but it's Skull Island basically, to bring one of these giant creatures back to use for a publicity stunt. So they, they, they send the team of people to this island where there is this 
you know, native Pacific Islander culture that worships Kong. They call him King Kong in the movie. And, uh, and they end up, you know, catching King Kong. And it's, it's instead of a stop motion Kong, it's a guy in a suit and it's a pretty terrible suit. It's hilarious. And uh, meanwhile, Godzilla is emerging from uh, an iceberg in the ocean and uh, it makes a beeline for Japan because it's some ancestral thing. And there's all this mumbo jumbo about Kong and, and Godzilla were mortal enemies in the distant past and they somehow know it and are drawn toward each other to fight and uh and of course they ultimately come together in a in a big brawl and and for some reason uh kong is energized by electricity uh in i'm sorry my my sonos just started playing like metal music for no reason (laughs) I'm I'm (laughs) i'm trying to shut it off you know, and I just want you to know, like, I'm not not listening to you. I'm not like being like a dick. That's you're you're off. You, you kind Why of. Why is it? But this is okay. the one where Mark Sonos no. went off. No, <laughs> I, I just, I don't. I, it's not even showing on my Sonos. Uh, wait, Alexa, stop. <laughs> and we're sorry for all of you folks listening uh, with I'm, your Alexas. Yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> Can't hear me now. <laughs> the podcast just stopped. I didn't, even, I didn't even think of that. Um. Anyway, I'm so sorry. It just started for no reason, and it was like playing uh-huh. music I don't even listen to. Right. Our robot overlords. We should be doing a, a computer a computer crashdown week, but that's that's for another week. Okay. I'm sorry, Steve. I, uh, I, I so, could please you know, go back. You know the story. There's a giant ape, and there's a giant kaiju monster. They come together in Japan. The Japanese talk. It's very cavalierly about dropping an atom bomb on Godzilla to stop him. And this is less than 20 years after their country actually was atom bombed. And, uh, you know, there, there's a fight. And there was a there was a Japanese version of the movie and then an American version of the movie. The, the American version of the movie, they did these weird wraparound and interstitial sequences with this United Nations television studio where this 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 news anchor basically is explaining what's happening to the audience and interviewing different people to tell them who Godzilla is and tracking Godzilla's movements. It's so weird. And of course the, they take the fighting of the, of the giant monsters in this. It's a much more playful because in the years since uh, the original Godzilla wrestling, professional wrestling had become popular in Japan. So the, the giant monsters use more wrestling moves, which the, the director of the film, Ishiro Honda, didn't really like. He wanted Godzilla to be more, I guess, statesmanlike or monstrous. <laughs> statesmanlike. <laughs> Whereas the, the sort of the stunt coordinator director was all in for these crazy, you know, body slams and stuff. So anyway, this movie was actually the highest grossing of all the Godzilla movies, if well, you can sure. believe it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, and so there you go. What can I say? It's, it's, called, it's, it's King Kong. Casting. Yeah. yeah, it's King Kong. It's Godzilla. The the Criterion Collection Godzilla set has this movie in it, and it looks gorgeous. It looks way better than it has a right to. I mean, you can see every little seam on all the little models that uh, roll, the tank models that roll out to shoot at Godzilla. It's uh, it's it's glorious. I love this movie. I love this pick. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's, you know what? It's bananas. 
is is what it is. Like in in all of the best ways. Uh, and uh, you know, I, it's funny. I actually got Caden, who he he wanted it. The uh, there's a a whole series of of like Godzilla action figures that are like the Godzillas, like from each of the movies. Of Godzilla has kind of evolved over time, and he's got the the uh, the the King Kong versus Godzilla version of Godzilla, and it's awesome. Um, but Steve, I love how you pitched it out as it's a grudge match because now you make it sound like the Rocky two of Godzilla <laughs> movies, right? Which I would love to see if, as long as they can get Meredith Burgess in it. I think. Well, the great thing about this is that Godzilla's spines are absolutely luminous. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I, 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 I listened to that with utter fascination, Steve. I have to tell you, I've probably been seeing this movie in about 40 years. I hate King Kong versus Godzilla. You know, it's like when you see an actor who like you loved like in the 40s, like like in a great movie, and then they're like on the love boat, you know, 40 years later. Like, I don't you think know, King Kong was ever on the love boat. That no, was, no. Oh, I mean, he was. You know, or, awesome. or like in one of those Irwin Allen movies, like Ava Gardner. Like she was amazing like back in the day in, in, in movies like The Killers. And then you see her like an earthquake or something, you know, or... Or, or, or Bella you know, Lugosi in Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so to me, seeing King Kong in this monstrosity, it made me sad, particularly the wrestling. Uh, in fact, when you were talking about this, I was thinking to myself, man, I hated that movie as a kid. And I was thinking almost as much as Godzilla versus Smog Monster. And I was thinking, you know what I really liked? I went, this was all going through my head while you were talking. I really like Rodan. I should watch Rodan again. I haven't watched that in 40 years. I bet I still like Rodan. I said, but but man. Well, if we did Kaiju guy. Week, you could have talked about that instead of I, 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 I know. It would give me an excuse <laughs> to watch Rodan again. But... Um, <laughs> But man, I I I, Dan, I can't say anything particularly insightful because I haven't seen the movie. I I hated the design of Godzilla. I mean, of of, of uh, King Kong. It oh, didn't King look Kong like looked the real terrible. King. It didn't look like oh, a real King small. Kong. No, because was it a man in a suit, right? As opposed yeah, to yeah. stuff. Yeah. So there you go. That's not really King Kong. Look, King it's a Kong fake. It's been, a phony. It's King, a fake. King Kong had been drinking for many years because of his unemployment. So I think we have to cut him a little slack. That's right. And his back wasn't so great after that yeah. fall. Yeah. I, you know how much physical so, therapy King Kong had to go through? Like, he had to see Dr. Frankenstein for years. I think this is a terrible week. Right? Uh, doctor, actually, King Kong versus Frankenstein was a, was a court drama uh, because <laughs> it was a medical malpractice suit. I, I, I actually think it's a great pick because, honestly, I think this is a terrible week. I think there's one good – I think there's one good – You one, know what? This is going to be our most popular episode. Ever ever made i think there's one good movie about apes ever made and i i think that all the rest of them are terrible so this is gonna be a very interesting week and you did <laughs> wow. not disappoint me with this pick because this pick is it, it proves my point these it movies will, are awful it will be the number one download of this show of all time i don't doubt Mark it my words i i i i don't doubt i mean guilty pleasures <laughs> is always one of our biggest uh, da- downloads, you know, one of the most popular shows, Guilty Pleasures. You know, um, I- I'm sure if we did, you know, Ingmar Bergman week, about six people would listen to it. But, you know, that doesn't mean that it, it validates the, 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 the tyranny of the majority. Anyway, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny watching this movie. I just couldn't help but wonder why they never did this on Mystery Science Theater 3000 because it's ideal for MST3. The rights must have just been too expensive because it was such a monster hit. 
monster hit. Because of the, the, the pedigree, the fine pedigree of Godzilla and King Kong. Two tastes that don't taste great together. Oh, well. well. Mark, your heart has been soured over the years. No, it's not a good movie! <laughs> Again, no offense to Steve. Who said we had to pick good movies? No one. Believe me, I'm not picking a good movie. I'd be challenged to pick a good movie for this. Anyone would be challenged (laughs) to pick a good movie for this week. Anyway. Uh, It's a hoot, and it looks great on the Criterion set. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Tuesday, it's Darren Docterman. I throw the gauntlet to you. (laughs) Prove me wrong. Throw the feces to Darren. I take up the gauntlet with full heart. Um... Because I know we picked King Kong before, the original 1933 King Kong. Um, I don't really like King Kong. Oh, huh? Here we go. That's crazy. It's the thriller in Manila. And I certainly don't like the movie that they rushed out in the same year, the sequel to King Kong, Son of Kong. Oh, we're the worst. Like it's worse terrible. I like it when I was a little up. kid because it was but, all sad and he was cute. And... But I do like okay, no. the movie that was made about 16 years later mm. by some of the same people and an additional person who we all know um, named Ray Harryhausen. Mm-hmm. And this is called from 1949, Mighty Joe Young. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Here's the kind of movie you're waiting to see as John Ford and Miriam C. Cooper present Mighty Joe Young, whose sensational exploits will startle you, thrill you, electrify you with hair-raising excitement and suspense. See Mighty Joe Young as he savagely resists capture in his native Africa. See the most fantastic relationship between beast and beauty, a mere girl mastering a primitive giant. And it is such a better version of the King Kong story, such a a sweeter, lovely story. And technically, it's, you know, you know, obviously, it's almost nearly 20 years later. uh, uh, The technology has advanced, the the uh, the techniques that they use to create the stop motion animation. Uh, Charlie Cerrone were... was great in it. <laughs> <laughs> no. The remake is not very good. Yeah. No, 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 it's not. But the original is. Uh, it was directed by Ernest B. Shosak, who also. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, who also co co directed the original King Kong with uh, Marion Cooper. Um, this was also written by Ruth Rose and Marion C. Cooper. And uh, it uh, it has Terry Moore in it, Ben Johnson in one of his first roles, who he later became a a big uh, Western star, and uh, Robert Armstrong. And the first of all, the size of Mighty Joe Young is like about twelve feet tall, which compared to you know the original King Kong at fifty feet is much more manageable and. Actually, you have a lot more interaction between the actors and Joe. And it works a lot better along those lines. But the character of Joe Young is so sweet and so... um, He has a character. He's not just, you know, a little puppet. He actually uh, shows emotion uh, without the, you know, the big goofy... face that we had in King Kong. Um, And it's just so well done and sweet. And this was, uh, this was the first project that, uh, that 
um, was uh, uh, worked on by Ray Harryhausen. And it's so well done. And of course, Ray Harryhausen went on to do so many other wonderful films. Uh, but uh, he, you know, was the, uh, the assistant on this one. So, but it, it, it takes place, uh, you know, in Los Angeles, they, uh, the, the, um, uh, the nightclub that they, that they go into is uh, based on the Coconut Grove that was at the old Ambassador Hotel in downtown LA. Um, and it's just so well done. And so, uh, again, such a sweet and heartwarming story. You, uh, you really feel emotions about, uh, about Joe. And it's, uh, it's, really, it's really great. And it is, in my mind, uh, can I say a better film than King Kong? But it certainly is the, the spiritual uh, successor to it. I think that's a terrific pick. I love Mighty Joe Young, in spite of the fact that it was directed by a man named Chodesack. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> but I, I do love it. It's like, but I love movies with monkeys in them, especially really big freaking monkeys. And uh, Mighty Joe Young is not the biggest freaking monkey, no, but he's a great freaking monkey. He sure is. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, look, uh, honestly, uh, it's a great pick. I don't agree with you about it being better than King Kong, but we look, we pick King Kong during Adventure Week. King yeah. Kong is is the granddaddy of all these movies. You know, I would argue, uh, to me, it's a much better movie than Mighty Joe Young, but I think Mighty Joe Young is also quite a good movie. Um, you know, King Kong is a, a classic, a legendary film. Absolutely. Um, and 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 has some you know and just for you know, you know it has one of those lines like you know at the end of Maltese Falcon where you have you know, the stuff dreams are made of at the end of King Kong is there you know one of the most famous lines of all time it was beauty that killed the beast you know I mean yeah, so that alone you know but it's that also iconic, it's, it's also the worst reading of that line ever given yeah well like some of the performances <laughs> in King Kong They're are not terrible. particularly good but They're you know, terrible. The, the level of technical expertise Willis O'Brien brought yeah, to that absolutely. at that era absolutely um, but we're not going to argue that because I think, we're not going to argue you know. Um, Mighty Joe Young is, is definitely a great pick, and and I, I realize in 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 um, I have to withdraw what I previously said that there's one good monkey movie. Ah. There's actually three good monkey movies, but we'll, we'll I'll get to that when it's my turn. But um, I think it's a great pick on your part. All kidding aside, it's, well, uh, it's, it's a terrific movie. Yeah, that was actually uh, probably my runner-up choice uh, for this week. Uh, it is it is a, a very entertaining movie. I haven't seen it in years, but uh, I always really liked it and and would love to revisit it. Add that to the list of uh, of movies that you guys talk about in the show that I want to. You see. just made the list, Joe Young. <laughs> yeah, I, you know it's funny. I, I really I'm trying. I want to start catching up on on movies that we talk about on the podcast because uh, so many great, great movies. You know what I watched this weekend I really loved? Uh, Aaron Sorkin's Trial of the... Uh, um, Chicago Trial, uh, Is Chicago Monkeys? No, but I thought it was great. <laughs> okay. I thought it was great because I'm finally I'm finally done uh, re-watching all of Game of Thrones and now I'm looking for other things to watch. And I, so I watched that this weekend and I, I thought it was terrific. I just had to say that because I don't want to okay. talk about monkeys. We watched oh, yeah. uh, we watched One Night in Miami, which uh, I thought oh, was how's really that? good. It's good. It's good. How does it's it a... compare to One Night in Bangkok? <laughs> that makes a hard man humble. The city doesn't know what the city has shown. The creme de la creme. Okay. The chess world in a show with everything, but you'll, but you'll burn it. I get my kicks above the waistline, sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Are you going to do a... the whole song <laughs> from chess? Oh. 
from yes. from the play. Check. Murray you know, had. Funny, nobody remember Murray had no the the, the brother of uh, Anthony had. Yeah. Um, and nobody remembers. Um, Nobody remembers, Nobody remembers the, the show. They play. remember that they song. They remember the song. The one song. A wacky song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that brings us to... <laughs> it brings Somehow. us to Bangkok. Somehow. It <laughs> brings us to... Speaking of head. Uh, to, uh, to Ashley E. Miller on Wednesday. This is 430 Movie Goes Bananas. Pressure's always on me, boys. And, um, you know, this week... Of all weeks, I just felt like I really needed to to rise to the occasion and uh, and and going out of the box. And you expect um, nothing less. The uh, the the movie that that I picked is uh, the product of a um, an Oscar winning team, an Oscar winning director, Oscar winning screenwriter, um, Oscar winning editor, uh, and. It is about a uh, a man who goes to an island, Skull Island, and finds a monkey, brings the monkey back, and it wreaks havoc. What movie do you think I picked? Jeff Bridges and uh, Jessica Lange in the 1976 remake of King Kong. No. Skull Island. Anybody else? I give you a hint. The uh, the Oscar-winning director is Peter Jackson. Screenwriter is Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh, and the editor is uh, is Jim James Selkirk. Uh, you know who did those little Lord of the Rings movies? Do you know what movie I picked yet? Yeah, we know. What movie do you think I picked? You pick King Kong, the, the remake, the Peter Jackson remake. You're wrong. No, no. You are wrong. Alexa, no. stop. <laughs> That's not the movie I picked. You're not picking, the, they're not picking the remake of King Kong? No, I'm not. That's the best part. <laughs> because when this monkey wreaks havoc, he turns everybody into zombies. <laughs> I am talking about, yes. They're getting sicker by the minute. Oh, I kick ass for the Lord! <laughs> Soon, there won't be anyone left. It's quite a collection of stiffs you got down there. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> Brain dead. It's all right. You can look now. Brain dead. 1992's is called Dead Alive, the United States, originally called Brain Dead. Um, it is about a uh, an expedition goes off to Skull Island, brings back a Sumatran rat monkey uh, that manages to, uh, to to bite a bunch of other monkeys, create zombie monkeys, and at the Wellington Zoo, a uh, young man brings his mother uh, on a trip. She gets bitten, and all hell breaks loose. And this is just... It is, it's Peter Jackson at probably his second or third most insane um, after Meet the Feebles and, um, <laughs> good Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, damn it. Um, the one with all the vomiting. Um, it, it's, it, it's- King Kong. King Kong, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, brain Dead, um, Dead Alive is just, 
it's this really interesting little zombie movie about this young man with this very complicated relationship with his mother who becomes a zombie, is totally out of control. He has to keep her in his basement um, and also resolve like all of these issues with her and about like the death of his father and the secrets and lies. And meanwhile, she just keeps making more zombies, all of whom he packs into his basement, building up to an insane third act where there's a party in his house with a basement full of zombies. Um, it, look, if you love like gonzo horror comedy, you cannot go wrong. You cannot go wrong with Brain Dead, which was the first monkey movie that Peter Jackson made. I, I'm so, you know what? You know what's so great about this week? Ash. Yeah? Did I do it? Did I win? No. <laughs> I'm on. I win. No, I look, win just because, like Trillane, just I because wanna. it has it has a okay, it has a monkey in it. It's not a monkey movie. It has a monkey in it. Those are the rules. Yeah, well, you know, then then we would have to, you know, we would have to bring out Outbreak. Sure, and, why not? Why uh, not? Because it's not outbreak. a monkey movie. Of course it is. <laughs> you gotta find the host. No, we gotta well, find the host. Does that mean monkey. I can't pick 28 days later? Because that was my yeah. pick. Yeah. <laughs> of course you can. There's a monkey in the movie. And he's critical to the movie. The, the, you're, there'd be no movie without the monkey. That's right. Okay, the that's 2001 critical. A Space Odyssey. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes, that, absolutely. That no. And we could call it Deus Ex Monkey Week. Deus Ex Monkey Night? <laughs> Deus Ex Monkey Man. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it's fine and you're allowed your pick, but I have to voice myself against that one. His stern disapproval. Does yeah. that matter to you, Ashley? Uh, from a man who didn't like King Kong? No. Oh man, this is this is this is this is rough. I actually thought that was an inspired pick, to be honest. I yes. I'm, I I like the way you skirted, you know, the, the rules the, the, and the expectations <laughs> as well of of what this was going to be. So well done. I mean, you know what? I'm ashamed to admit I've never seen. Yeah, neither have I. And, and I've awesome. wanted to for years, um, but I, I, I just, it's always eluded me. Yeah. And I, I really want Bad to. Taste was the one I was. Oh, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's from his completely insane period. Yeah. I have seen Meet the Feebles, which is yeah, nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. I have seen Forgotten Silver, which is fantastic. Oh, my God. So yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, great, uh, great pick. Unless you're Darren, and, <laughs> and uh, uh, that brings us to Thursday. And I, look, I've been very honest about how I feel about this week. I think it's a, it's a, it's a disaster. Um, I think it's it. It, it it's was your really... idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. I, 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 because I wanted to see if we could do it. But uh, you know, and, and I've actually given this succeed a lot of or time. fail. We must make the make attempt. attempt. It's you know, amazing. because. Because I, I, I did. I wish there was a monkey in Free Enterprise, but I, I, I uh, there's a couple of them. Yeah. I, I, you know, I by by Darren's rules, I can't go with Diamonds Are Forever because, of course, that's a scene where Jill St. John is trying to lose the uh, FBI and she in Vegas, and she goes in, yeah. and that woman is transformed into a monkey. Uh, so, and I figured that could be my way to sort of get a movie I actually like in there, but um, that didn't work. Um, Look, obviously, I would pick Planet of the Apes, but we've picked it before. We've picked it before. And I, I really don't want to dirty up Planet of the Apes by putting it in this week. 
you know, I think it's a movie that that's it's really one of the great movies of all time. Franklin Schaffner was brilliant. It, it, it's it's too it's too good a movie to be on Monkey Week. It deserves more than that. So I'm not going to pick. I'm not going to pick Planet of the Apes. Now, that really brings you know, and I'm not going to pick Wizard of Oz because we've had Wizard of Oz on the show before. Right. And uh, you know, again, I don't want to diminish a, a, a movie that I adore. You know, by by you know, basically put it in the slums, you know, uh, I don't want to become slums when people don't pay attention I, to the, rules. I don't, I don't want to become a slumlord like, uh, you know, like Kushner. Uh, so, uh, so it, it's come down to two pick and, and I got to tell you, I need your help on this. I really do. I need your, your help because, um, I, I'm torn between these two picks and you tell me what you feel. You know, Darren's made very clear he doesn't like King Kong. And 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 I'll tell you something. I don't like the 1976 King Kong, but I think it's perfect for this piece of shit week. Um, <laughs> I think that the 1976 King Kong is is awful in every kind of awful, great way. You know, Charles Grodin, you know, as the, the head of the evil corporation that wants to bring the oil company that wants to bring Kong back to New York. He climbs the World Trade Center. You got Jeff Bridges, you know, playing the dude. He's abiding. You know, he, he's, 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 you know, you got uh, Jessica Lang in one of her first roles as Dwan. She's not Dawn, D-A-W-N. No, she's, she's Dwan. Dwan of uh, the Planet of the Apes. Like Alan Dwan. Oh, uh, paper. This is an amazing uh, cast, by the way. And yeah. I, it's an incredible. It's an, Could you mention Charles? Brown? I mentioned it. The head of the Petrox Explorer, of right. course. I, I, you know, the fact that they put Kong in his giant oil tanker. There's this amazing John Barry score. It's like, you know, it, it's like the Jerry Goldsmith scale. It's like the worse the movie, the, usually the better the score. It's like the same thing with the John Barry. It's like, and I'm thinking oh. with judicious editing, with those shots of him in the hold uh, on the ship, you can put him into a Love Boat episode. You could put him into a love boat. So and Rick Baker does the ape, and, and and I know when I used to watch as a kid, I got scared when Kong was on the loose in New York because you know I lived in New York, and um, and I was afraid that Kong was going to put his hand in the window and like any second, like I'd watch it, you know, on channel uh, I forget who NBC showed it over two nights, yeah. and I'd already seen it in a theater. And, and 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 but I, when I watched on TV, I remember that night I had horrible nightmares about the, the the that that hand coming in and grabbing me out of bed because Kong could be on the loose somewhere out there, you know. Uh, and I remember the night. It's so funny. I hadn't thought about this in in forty years. I remember the night that um, Kong was on. I was a little and I was a little worried because I was probably I don't know. I was young. I was young. And um, that night, believe it or not, we had an earthquake. In New York, you know, obviously very rare to have earthquakes. In censor. Um, yeah. No, no, we had a, we we literally had an earthquake in New York. It happens every like 20, 30 years. Like, you know, not a huge earthquake, but you know, it was it's always a bizarre thing because New York is still on these tectonic plates. So anyway, I remember like that night we had an earthquake. And I was, oh my god, it's King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> and and so um, so anyway. What, so 1976 King Kong is one thought. Well, wait a minute. I, I, I just I just wish for this this discussion we had our friend Jeff Bond with us because then he could quote producer Dino De Laurentiis when my Kong when my Kong dies everybody cry. Well, you know <laughs> you know who gave him the idea, John Landis. Because John Landis had met with Dino um, 
and and uh, about a project. He ended up do, taking writing the Spy Who Loved Me instead. They never used a script, but he was up for three things: a Milos Forman movie. This is after he did, uh, um, you know, his famous uh, uh, movie that put him on the map. Uh, you know, um, Animal the, House. The, the, no, no, before Animal House, the the, the Kentucky the food, Fried movie, Kentucky Fried movie, right? And so he was every he was taking all these meetings. He met with Milos Forman, who he proceeded to say he liked. Um, he, he didn't like the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest that Milo should just won the Oscar for. Um, he didn't, you know, he met with Dino and he said, oh, you should do a giant monster movie. And and then he met with, um, he met with uh, Albert Broccoli and ended up writing Spy Love Me. But it's so funny because it was, um, <laughs> it, it ended up being Dino got the idea to then do King Kong from John Landis. And of course, it's it's an awful movie in so many ways, directed by John Gillerman, who by all accounts was a, a big asshole. And uh, I, in fact, when I interviewed the late Tanya Roberts, she was telling me these amazing John Gillerman stories. So, okay, so King Kong is one pick. Now, I'm, I'm going to put this up to you. I'm going to let you guys decide. This is how crazy this week is. You the should, other pick. You need to make your own choice. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Don't, don't hold this us. This isn't Friday. This isn't no. Friday. You need to make your own choice, just like the oh, rest of us. Oh man, can I tell you what the other my other my other pick was? Be one Friday. Sure, yeah. but we're going to keep like poker faces. Okay. So, so King Kong is one. The the thing I'm trying to decide between the other one is beneath the Planet of the Apes. Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Well, there's an intelligence working in this place. They know we're here. We are determined to know what the apes want: war or peace. The super intelligent mutants. Are they human or something else? In their church, an unspeakable god. Doomsday bomb. Behind their faces, an unbearable secret. We don't kill our enemies. We get our enemies to kill each other. The irresistible war machine of the guerrilla army. Because I told you, I don't want to destroy Planet of the Apes because... You know, obviously, we already did that when we destroyed the Planet of the Apes. But um, Planet of the Apes does not deserve this week. But Beneath the Planet of the Apes is 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 not a great movie, but it also is wildly entertaining in its own way, in a bizarre, messed up, crazy way. Um, you know, the, the mutants they worship an atomic bomb. I mean, it takes yeah. place in the subways under New York. It's this crazy movie, and you got James Gregory as the evil. Ursus, general. I mean, there's so much about that movie. And again, I where did I see it for the first time? The 430 movie in New York. So you know what? I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with that over King Kong 76. I think I'm okay. gonna go because of its pedigree. Because I watched it on the 430 movie. I'm gonna pick not Planet of the Apes. I'm gonna pick Beneath the Planet of the Apes for I chosen this, the form of the Destructor for this, for, for this 430 movie. This ridiculous 4.30 movie goes bananas week. You have that, revealed that your pick. inmost self to your God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And if you like the bridge over the River Kwai, you'll love. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, since I think we're probably moving on to Friday now, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would um, say so. Because I was uh, along the same thoughts uh, as, as you were uh, picking Beneath the Planet of the Apes, but I think Beneath the Planet of the Apes is actually too good for this week. So, <laughs> so what I would have done is I would have gone to 1971's Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Oh, there mm. you go. The ch well, mm. the on paper the cheapest of the ape movies because it takes place in modern times. The sure. Star and Trek, the Star Trek Four, the voice. That's home exactly of, of correct. Answer. Yes, mm. uh, and they only <laughs> needed to do uh, uh, two chimpanzee makeups 
three for a couple of days, but then <laughs> poor, poor little cousin Milo got uh, got the yeah, Salminio, Salminio, yeah, Salminio. Yeah. Um, but I think Escape from the Planet of the Apes is very fun and uh, and uh, very entertaining. I agree. I think that's the one I probably saw the most of yeah. all of them for mm. some reason. Me too. Like, and I'm haunted by that last shot. I know G-rated like, movies for kids. Really upsetting. In which, yeah. in which the parents die Are shot. <laughs> brutally. Yeah. I mean, by Bradford Dillman of all people. I know <laughs> that was always a very you know like. Could you imagine them making that today? I mean, no. this was like a movie for kids, pretty much. You know, by the time I mean, you get to escape from the planet, apes, it's pretty freaking dark. You know, spoiler alert, you know, it's only, what, 35, 45 years, but we're giving away the ending. But, I mean, Cornelia and, and Zira, these beloved characters, Cornelius yeah. and Zira, from the first, <laughs> are killed. And the baby is, let, well, he's, he's taken by Ricardo Modelbaum. Leave it to Khan. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but, um, but it, it's, 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 it's such a bizarre movie. And, I, I mean, you have to admire the audacity of this movie. Like, they blow up the Earth and destroy the world. Yeah, in where are you going to go? Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they make a sequel. I mean, it really is an audacious movie. It's a great, it's it's a great such choice. A great, it's a great idea, and it's such a fun way to get it going again. Look, and there are a lot of people that love Conquest for the Planet of the particularly the unedited version that didn't often air on TV, you know, right. with the additional which footage. The, the first which was the fourth movie in the series. Yeah, yeah which which um, which uh, I know was on, the first time I saw it was on that Japanese box laser disc set mm. from Japan, which was amazing, um, which, you know, I think people like because it has something to say. You know, it, it very much was about, um, had uh, was was talking about, you know, an allegory for race and race yeah. relations and, yeah. um uh, um, and and about you know revolution during the time of, of sort of the Black Panthers and 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 uh, um, you know a lot of things that were going on in the late sixties and early seventies. But the uh, funny, thing I don't is, love that movie though. No, it's it's it has some great moments in it, but it's really turgid to watch. Yeah, um, and it's and it's you know actually quite depressing. The funny Very thing is on the on the four thirty movie on the four thirty movie during Apes Week. Um, they would usually only play those four. Mm -hmm. You know, they would play Planet of the Apes, uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, and uh, uh, Conquest. Yeah, yeah. Um, primarily because uh, Battle for the Planet of the Apes was brand new. Yes. Yeah. And had just come out. Um, yeah. But also because that was the week that they put on Wednesday the ABC After School Special. Or sometimes Planet of the Apes was shown in two nights, but it was so long, they yeah, would show sometimes. it in two parts. So originally, they would show Planet of the Apes on Monday and Tuesday. And then mm -hmm. later on, they started to show Battle on Saturdays, mm. um, and, and which is an abysmal film. Battle is atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. atrocious. Yeah. Paul Williams and Claude Aikens, oh. and it's so cheap. By then, it was just like... Can we just squeeze out a little bit more money? We're gonna make this super cheap yeah. uh, uh, movie, and then of course, you know, the best thing about it is John Houston is the lawgiver. Yeah. He does the voiceovers that uh, you sort of button the show. Uh, but it, <laughs> it's it's it, it's terrible. Although I will say that you know, look, I, I didn't pick it, but a really good uh, monkey movie is Rise of the Planet of the Apes with James Franco. Sure. Yeah. Um and uh, really really well done. I think all those new apes movies are, are really well really well good. And yet there's something about them that don't connect with me the way the original Planet of the Apes movies do. I think and I the problem that I have with them is that they're all too similar. Mm. Yeah. They're all 
basically the same movie, more or less. Um, uh, although I think uh, the first one is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, right? No, the first one was Rise, Rise, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Then it's Dawn of the Dawn, Planet. Then it's yeah. War for the Planet of the Apes. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, the second and third ones are almost identical. And, and they, they tell kind of the same story, and it doesn't really add anything to it. There are great moments in all of them. Um, and certainly, yes. technically, they're brilliantly they're made. Amazing, technically, they're amazing. incredible. Yeah. yeah, and there's, but there's, I and think well it's also it, it, it's how, it's how old we are. Not like in the way I don't mean that to like dismiss the original films or these. Just um, when Planet of the Apes came out, it was something completely new under the sun. Like it's sure. just, it's, it's a very similar experience to, to Star Wars, to Star Trek. All those things were like the trailblazers. And so they hit us like here because, you know, it's like we experienced them at the, at the right time for them and for us. It has nothing to do really with like, I mean, it does have everything to do with quality, but it's, but, but it's beyond the qualitative. The sad part about the second one, uh, Dawn, is that, the human actors they have in it look more fake than the apes do. Mm. <laughs> they're, they're just so wooden and, and not very interesting to look I, at. I, I, I think the other thing is you can never recapture the magic of that first Planet of the Apes because everything that Rod Serling uh, did that was so brilliant, um, you know, in terms of the allegory for what was going on. And then, of course, you know, the greatest ending since Rosebud, the greatest spoiler alert, cliffhanger, you know, surprise ending of all time. You mean the one you that can't... they put on, on the packaging in the... Uh, in the... <laughs> yeah, 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 that Fox <laughs> Home Video put on the packaging. But, um, you know, you can't recapture that because, you know, people know. I mean, it's like when Tim Burton, quote unquote, remade it, and then they had that ridiculous thing at the Lincoln Memorial. It's like, you can't pull that gag again because we all know, you know... Yeah, we all know what's coming the twist and you know even you know all the allegory i mean that moment when charlton heston is finally regains his voice and is able to speak and says get your stinking paws off me you damn dirty ape and jerry goldsmith's music swells you can never recapture the power of that um it's really one of the great moments in cinema well, um, this this new trilogy as much as i like it and admire the filmmaking in it it uh, a lot of it it just plays like an explanation you know it's like yeah. The opening we're we're filming the opening crawl of another right. movie. Right. This is what happened. And like, okay, it's well done. This is the part that we do before we get to the story. Yeah. But I, I, I was very pleasantly surprised by Rise of Planet Apes when I first saw it. Oh, like, yeah. oh, they're doing an apes movie where it's James Franco with an ape and you know, and then it's really smart and it, it yeah, has yeah. that great last 20 minutes where you know he's starting the beginning of the revolution. Yeah. It's conquest of the Planet of the Apes done really well, I felt. Yeah, absolutely. By the time we got to war, it started to lose its way a little bit for me, especially the, the second half of war. Uh, I was just starting to yeah. check out. But What is it good for? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> huh. You know, not to, not to get too serious with this conversation, um, but, you know, in, in, the, in the land of, you know, what, what is the Friday pick? And, you know, maybe this is bringing it down, making it a little too heavy. But um, but every which way but loose, I, I think I was going to say that too. You know. Oh, you got it. Both Eastwood yeah. movies. Uh, yeah. Every uh, you know, any which way uh, you can. The second yeah. one. I mean, yeah. the, delightful. Right turn, Clyde. And those Clyde, were hugely yeah. popular at the time. Yeah, people, you know, there were people. Exactly. Go ahead, Steve. Men would, That was me. Oh. 
Um, oh. pe people who didn't live during those days would never guess how huge those were. Well, and you know, we all know, you know him as Harry Callahan at that time. And you know, there was a whole new audience that discovered Clint Eastwood. They didn't know anything about Rawhide. They didn't know about spaghetti westerns. Yeah. They didn't know about G G Dirty Harry. But they sure knew those dopey orangutan <laughs> movies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. um, look, uh, another movie. Um, Congo, I think, is a terrible movie. For, yeah. uh, Frank Marshall directed. I'm not not a fan uh, of that with Laura Linney. Michael Crichton book. There's uh, know, Project X. Project with, X uh, with uh, Helen Matthew Hunt Broderick. And, yeah. and Matthew Broderick. And and one that I saw. It was one of the first movies I saw when I started at USC at the uh, Doctor Reed's Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror. They showed a movie called Link. Yeah, starring mm -hmm. uh, Elizabeth Sh Elizabeth Shue and the. the it was not a very memorable movie, but it was memorable to me because uh, the director, was it John Badham? Who directed that movie? It was a director of who had done something else, but uh, halfway through the, the Q&A afterwards, he, he pointed out Elizabeth Shue sitting in the audience, like almost right behind me. And this was 1986, only you know two years after the Karate Kid, and right. she was luminous. Let me tell you, and, <laughs> and uh, I actually worked up the courage to talk to her in the lobby when it was over. And let me tell you, my heart was all a flutter. Well, she was uh, probably having some adventures and babysitting around. That yeah, time. <laughs> let me tell you, she could babysit me anytime. But the, the best thing about Link was uh, Jerry Goldsmith's score. Terrible yeah. movie again, another really good score. Um, but you know, Monkey Shines was mm -hmm. another movie. George Romero, mm -hmm. not very good. All this where they experiment on the monkeys to get intelligence, and I never liked that stuff. I, I don't like seeing animals being abused or taken advantage of. I find it very uncomfortable to watch, and that's why I think I like the Planet Apes movies where the the apes get their revenge. Um, but you know, there was apes in like Robinson Crusoe on Mars, you know, yeah. and and in Aladdin, and and uh, in Johnston checks in. Yeah, you know, again, the age of the um, you know monkey used. For, and you know, uh, there's a there's a, a, a chimpanzee in the right stuff, so maybe we uh, could put that in there too. Yes, and a robot monster too. Robot yeah. monster. <laughs> That's right. Well, and then of course, you know, there's the the Disney movie, The Barefoot Executive. Absolutely. Oh yeah, right. There's Good point. Uh, Bedtime for Bonzo, starring right. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, the actor. You've and got have, here uh, Tarzan, uh, uh, Greystoke, the legend of uh, Tarzan. Right. And, mm -hmm. and you know what I might argue, and you guys would probably disagree, I think the best King Kong since the original, uh, given all the times it's been remade, is Skull Island. You're dropping bombs. Mm. Scientific instruments. I see trouble on the way. Is that a monkey? You knew that thing was out here? I'm sorry for your man, Colonel. But if you want to make their sacrifice worthwhile, get us home with proof. Monsters exist. I think it's terrific. And and I was so shocked. I, I Honestly, I think I watched it on a plane, to be honest, uh, uh, my iPad. But... Um, because I had no interest in seeing it whatsoever yeah. until I heard that, oh, they were doing Apocalypse Now. It was set in the 70s. On, right. I'm like, I thought that movie was great. I thought yeah. it was extremely well done. Yeah. I, I loved yeah. it.
Yeah. It was yeah. A, an unexpected uh, pleasure. Yeah. yeah. So as much as I joke about the 76 version we should put because it's terrible and because I was scared by it as a kid, we should also put, uh, you know, and then the Peter Jackson, I actually loved the stuff in New York before <laughs> they get this co I like, wow, this is a great, you know, New York in the 30s and Prohibition and this is really cool. And then they get the Skull Island and it turns into Jurassic Park and I lost interest. But um, uh, but I really like uh, Skull Island. I thought that was terrific. I could get behind. I, I would get behind Skull Island for do, uh, Wow. Do short films? Do short films count? Nope. Because then we could put in David Lynch's "What Would Jack Do?" Ah. Yeah. Why don't you ask Darren? He's very picky about what he really puts on the show. weird, man. We'd have to show it like four times to <laughs> fill the time <laughs> no, slot. It won't fill. They won't fill the time <laughs> slot. We can't do it. I, 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 I like. Do? He wouldn't be on four thirty movie. Yeah. I, 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 I like this. I like this spot. Skull Island idea. Well, we, we we have to mention one more film because yeah. we will be eviscerated. Gorillas in the Mist, like oh, yeah. an actual oh, yeah. movie oh, with yeah. a, a critical yeah. acclaim, and you know Sigourney Weaver, and you know an yeah, important James story, Fossey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Di Diane Fossey, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did I say? Jane Fossey. She was played by oh. Meredith Burgess. <laughs> I mean, oh my God! No, she's playing. Yeah, she's uh, playing Fossey. Like Wilson. <laughs> She does dance numbers with the eggs. <laughs> uh, and then, because uh, she was with Gorillas King Vador. Gorillas in the Mist does not belong in this yeah. company, though. Well, and also, any, it is. any Tarzan movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, whether it be the more recent iterations or any of the classic Tarzan films, which was a hugely popular franchise back in the uh, 30s and 40s, hugely popular. And they've tried to bring it back. I mean, you know, in the 80s, they try and bring it back where Bo Derek was the star, right. you know, as opposed to Tarzan with Miles O'Keefe. And then more recently, uh, uh, there were a couple of Tarzan movies, I think, with some of the Twilight cast offs. So, well, and of um, course, George of the Jungle. <laughs> yeah. Jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And George Speed Racer. Wait. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, Chin Chin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd still go with Kong Skull Island. Yeah, me too. Yeah, for me, it comes down to either Kong Skull Island or uh, any which way but loose. It's one of those two. Seems like a Friday pick to me. Yeah. I'm with you, Steve. Okay. Darren, do you have any Darren, thoughts? What do you think? I, I, I would go with uh, Kong Skull Island. Kong okay. Skull Island? Okay. Wow, okay, I, interesting. I, think that, I did not expect it to go there. That's great. It fills the spirit of the 430 movie. Yes, yes. and, and it's great. Certainly, if we're going to have King Kong versus Godzilla on one end, we got to have the, uh, you know, another big monkey picture at the end. Well, I got to tell you, I'm a little embarrassed because this is not as awful a week as I intended. <laughs> as you intended? <laughs> This is actually a somewhat watchable week of. They're trying to movies. sabotage the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to see if we could do it. I want you know this is a can. more challenging week. I mean, you know, it's easy when you're doing like Harrison Ford week. Easy, that, you that, call that easy? Uh, <laughs> that's easy, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I, you know, a lot of these weeks, it's like a no-brainer. You don't even have to do your research, Steve. But the monkey <laughs> week—that's a real. That's a tough week. That's a head scratcher. And we pulled it oh. off. So kudos to all of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh. oh, mercy. Guys. Yeah, oh. have mercy. Well, next week we'll be back with a much more entertaining week. Um, no? Yes? How much yes. more entertaining can you get but this? I mean, yeah, this it, it's a, no, this unbelievably is. Unbelievably entertaining. You can't pay for this kind of entertainment. And they don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and nor would you. That's, <laughs> that's the beauty of it. I can't wait to see what Patrick posts on Instagram. 
Log <laughs> there. Picture of us masturbating monkey. I don't know. It's, <laughs> don't give him any ideas. We can't have that on the Instagram feed. Okay. So okay. So um, this was an interesting week. I want. I, so so Monday, Steve Melchin, your pick was. Monday was the King Kong movie my great grandfather did not work on. <laughs> King Kong versus Godzilla. Okay, on Tuesday, Darren Docterman, your pick. On Tuesday, we have 1949's Mighty Joe Young. And on Wednesday, Ashley Miller. Wednesday, we have the Peter Jackson opus, Brain Dead, also known as Dead Alive. Okay, and on Thursday, after much hemming and hawing, I picked Beneath the Planet of the Apes. And Friday, our mutual pick was Kong Skull Island. Wow. That sounds wow. like a good week. It Damn sound. it. I, mean, I would watch mostly. that week. It, 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 you know, that sort of ruins my whole theory, my thesis about uh, how bad monkey movies It ruins are. your rhesus. <laughs> your rhesus. Now that's a e. good e. joke. Because there are rhesus pieces oh in it. God. That's right. Well, well I, I want to remind no. our audience, in addition to Instagram, you can follow us on Twitter as well as Facebook at The 430 Movie. And, of course, uh, at The430Movie.com, you can find some great 430 Movie swag. The holidays may be over, but your chance to buy a loved one or someone you like is just beginning at 430Movie.com. Like. <laughs> or anybody. Yeah, you maybe, like. you, maybe you, them, uh... you really want to upset them. Get them a 430 Movie mug or <laughs> 430 Movie, you know. Now, Steve, did, uh, uh, did you, some monkey did you have memorabilia? Did you yes. have some uh, update to uh, stuff you were talking about before on the show? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, take a moment to uh, acknowledge someone who uh, was a huge influence in, in my, certainly my young life. He was uh, someone who was, uh, as they say, somewhere more than a friend, but less than a brother. Uh, my friend Garrett, who I discovered over the weekend, uh, passed away uh, at the age of 53 after a short battle with pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. And I, I've talked to him about him on the show, uh, on this show in the past. He was one of the guys that uh, I took that seven mile walk to see Empire Strikes Back with uh, in Virginia. And he was also the guy that we went out to see Ghostbusters on opening night with uh, on that other show. And he was just such an integral part of my adolescence and teen years and, and young adulthood. And um, unfortunately we, we had a bit of a falling out, but um, I, I remember him fondly and, and think of him often. In fact, I have right here on my desk, a, uh, a mug that he made for me uh, that he uh, said was uh, to his, to his best friend, to uh, my best friend. So um this is this uh, this uh, acknowledgement is for Garrett. Thank you for all the uh, all the great times uh, growing up, and um, uh, I'll miss you always. Well, that's very, Thanks. very nice. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, so we're sorry for your loss. That it's never never a good thing, and a lot of people, sadly, are you know uh, a lot of you know a lot of people have passed away you know in these horrible times, and hopefully it will get better for all everyone um over the coming months and obviously he died of cancer which is a a horrible horrible disease and uh, but uh, we hope that you know our audience as you have a chance to get vaccinated against covid you will avail yourself of the opportunity and that we can all find ourselves back in the studio and resuming our our normal lives in the not too distant future but uh anyway we hope you enjoyed monkey week i i think we yeah. did 
Yeah, yes. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back next week with an all-new episode of the 430 Movie. Until then, I want to thank Peter Holmstrom, our production coordinator, Zach Raggetts, our production associate, and, of course, our um, sound engineer, uh, um, the great uh, Bill Ritter, who's joined uh, by Mark Rivera. And we want to welcome Mark Rivera to the show, who's been editing the sound mixing the last couple of shows. Mark, you've, you've been doing a great job, and we're very happy to have you on the team. So thank you for that. And of course, our producer, uh, Natalie Miscali, and our new social media administrator, Patrick Macias. The team is getting bigger and bigger. Team. 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 So uh, thank you all, and, and thank you uh, to all our listeners who've been so generous with your praise of the show in recent weeks, who 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 were uh, welcoming us back to the, I would say the airwaves, but we're not on the airwaves, we're on the, the internet. So uh, thank you for that, and we look forward to joining you next week. We'll bring you an all-new, hopefully better theme week on the 430 <laughs> Movie. This is on behalf of Steve Melching, Ashley Miller, Darren Doctor, and myself, Mark Altman. Thanks for joining us for the 430 Movie. Until next week, Eyewitness News starts now. This show was produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production. Engineered by Bill Ritter for the Electric Surge Network.